Good morning and welcome to BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Minor on Monday, October the 4th, um, as the Conservative Party conference kicks off. It's all a bit about politics at the moment. Well, it's politics in the UK. Looks like the fuel crisis is starting to sort itself out. Geopolitically, it's still a lot of craziness and we still have this incredible supply chain issue and commodity price rise issue that's causing a lot of angst. Um, but we're here to talk about mining, aren't we, Paul? That's right. We've got LME week coming up next week uh, here. That's the annual event here in London for all those uh, metal traders out there and the big uh, producers and so forth to get a view on uh, what they think might be happening in the next 12 months or so. So that's a big thing. And then, of course, COP26 coming up in early November. Yeah, LME week is interesting. Normally, it's a lot of parties all around the place, but most of the parties still aren't taking place because of COVID. Um, so I don't think there'll be as much gossip around as there is normally. But anyway, um, let's have a look at a bit of news. Actually, I'll tell you one that caught my a little bit on the ASX, but Sandfire Resources uh, had some news, didn't it? Yes, they did. This was a release on Friday from them, uh, Sandfire being the uh, producer in Australia, but also uh, holds the um, uh, Moteo uh, copper deposit uh, in Botswana. Investors would recognize that as the former T3 deposit of MOD resources that was um, um, marketed around London for several years before Sandfire bought the the uh, project when it was obvious uh, that uh, it was going to become a mine. The, the news on Friday indicates uh, that uh, with the addition of the uh, now reserves uh, for a satellite deposit called A4 uh, to the a main uh, deposit eight kilometers away that uh, they can build a bigger mine here from uh, what had been modeled in feasibility for an initial three million tons a year of ore treatment to five million tons that they're pushing for now. And the modeling indicates that uh, on this uh, newer ore body that about 10 million tons at 1.2% copper and half an ounce of silver uh, in this uh, newer one that uh, they can now uh, model a 10-year mine life at 60,000 tons of copper concentrates a year and get a IRR uh, of a 36%. The capital requirement to, to build it would be uh, the US $366 million. So it continues to look pretty good here. Mm. And I think they continue to look for acquisitions in the copper space. Um, yes, Sandfire has every intent to become a major uh, copper global copper producer, and they're showing it with the M&A activity they do. Yeah, I mean, there is potentially a lot of M&A activity, isn't there, with all of the, the, the big people and the tr people trying to become big uh, in certainly the copper and gold spaces. There's a lot, isn't there, going on? Yes, indeed, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, let just it's a few it's it's and bits and pieces. A bit of news out of Caledonian Mining, isn't there? Yes, uh, they've raised the dividend yet again. Uh, the uh, this time by eight percent to fourteen cents U.S. a share. That makes the seventh increase in the past two years uh, for uh, Caledonian Mining, and they've essentially doubled the total dividend they pay uh, now uh, just since 2019. And they continue to target a production for uh, rate of uh, for the blanket mine in Zimbabwe of uh, something under 67,000 ounces of gold this year, and 80,000 ounces in 2022. Now that the um, new main shaft is all completed and running properly, I think it's it's fascinating to me that Canadian mine is basically a U.S. owned stock because obviously Zimbabwe is 
I'm not sure it's, it's got sanctions by the US, but it's not a country the US is, is particularly favourable to, I don't think. Yet it seems to do very well in, in the US. So it uh, just shows actually that if you've got a good gold mine, it doesn't matter where in the world it is, you'll get buyers for it and it'll be fully valued. And it's getting, a, it pays a nice dividend and has done so very stably for several years now. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to quickly mention, Paul? Yeah, I want to mention drilling results. You know I like drilling results. Uh, first off, uh, here from uh, AIM quoted Oriel Resources, this is from their Thani, Thani Stratex uh, exploration group uh, on uh, drilling in the country of Djibouti in East Africa. Uh, on the uh, Asalata and the Hezdaba proje- uh, prospects, uh, they've come up with some nice uh, follow-on drilling results from phase two including things like 38 meters at uh, two grams gold and also uh, 20 meters at 1.18 grams gold. So they're with that kind of encouragement, they are now modeling a phase three budget uh, for approximately two and a half million dollars to spend to chase up on those. And the other one I wanted to mention too, the great number uh, in drill underground drill hole 18 from ASX quoted uh, Metals Tech on their uh, Sturek uh, gold uh, project in Slovakia near the town of Kremnica. Uh, 18 meters at 34 grams gold and 10 grams silver uh, per ton. Uh, so that is just an ex- excellent high-grade zone that they've uh, drilled into there underground at uh, Sturek. So very encouraging for them. Uh, you do love a drill result, Paul, and I'm hoping... Yeah, good ones like that one. They don't come along that often. Well, I'm hoping with my favourite gold company, or copper gold company in uh, Western Australia, we're going to get you some good drill results soon. Anyway, let's call it a day there. I'm sure we'll have more news later on in the week. Very good.